0: everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute.
1: The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, One Minute at a Time.
0: I'm your co-host, Aaron.
1: I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute eight, which begins
0: with jock number two. Yes. Saying, hey, maybe we should break up with our girlfriends, too. And <sighs> moving on through witness exhibit A my eighth grade science project
1: now lest you think the characters take a drastic change uh, (laughs) this does contain another transition that we'll talk about this contains one of my favorite jock lines also from freddie rodriguez where he says they suck and then mike dexter (laughs) says something and he's like they suck like he's trying it on for size and i love it so much
0: (laughs) it's so good it's so good And like he hits that K real hard. They
1: They suck. suck. Yeah. The logic here is that uh, if they break up with their uh, girlfriends now, they can spend all summer just hanging out and then they'll go to college single guys. Yes. Yeah. So that seems like this is going to work out great.
0: Yeah. Because here's the thing. If Mike hadn't broken up with Amanda, they could have still spent all summer hanging out. But, you know, with their girlfriends too.
1: Right. Well, They suck. They suck. They suck. Suck.
0: Does jock number one say suck it,
1: Beth? Uh, Yes. Uh, she, okay. No, he, he says, he says, I think he says Beth sucks. Beth, kiss my ass. Beth, right. I always hear Beth can kiss my ass, but it's just Beth kiss my ass. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, does jock number one, Shannon Rowe, give you Steve Zahn vibes?
0: Yes. Like if Steve Zahn and Sean William Scott, who played Stifler... Yeah. kind of morphed into one person, it would be Channon Rowe. Kept wanting to say Tatum, knowing nope. full well that was wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I when he said the line that takes us out of their scene, I was like, that's basically Steve Zahn's line to have said. Yeah. So basically, they all agree to do it and they all pile into Mike Dexter's truck mm-hmm. because, of course, he drives a truck, not saying anything yep. about truck drivers. Aaron was one of them. I have, I have very fond affection for one person that has owned a truck. (laughs) So jock number two gets to sit in the cab next to Mike Dexter. And then uh, one and three are in the bed of the truck. Did I say that right? Bed of the Mm -hmm. truck? Yeah. So then I think, I think jock number two, number three says Mike Dexter is a god.
0: I don't remember who which
1: one says what. I think uh, jock number two says, this is a really great idea. Then jock number three says, okay. Mike Dexter is a god. And then for sure, jock number one says, Mike Dexter is a role model. And they drive off the frame. And then it pulls us back to a man who completes the triplet by saying,
0: Mike Dexter is an
1: asshole. <laughs> Which is not a revelation to anyone who's been watching this movie for the two minutes that Mike Dexter.
0: (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Correct. Um, So we get to meet our next set of characters.
1: Yes, we do. So this is. um, But let's before we do his yearbook. Let's let's meet the man who plays William Lichter. Okay. His name is Charlie Korsmo, Mm -hmm. although now he prefers to be called Charles. That was one of his trivia things. Oh, okay. I thought that I would try and take a shot at his top three without looking. Oh, okay. So I, but I was wrong, um, because I forgot about a key, a key role, key being air quoted. So he (laughs) played Jack in Hook.
0: That's why he looks familiar and not just from having seen this movie. Okay.
1: Right. Then he also, uh, played the kid in Dick Tracy, which I forgot about its entire existence
0: yes i have seen that movie but i was so i mean it was maybe middle school maybe yeah. earlier than that
1: i mean it definitely came out in the early 90s like yeah it was a long
0: 90, time 90, 90. ago that yeah. i saw it
1: and then this is his third top three his top his third movie of his top three uh and then fourth is the movie that i guessed as the third of his top three forgetting about dick tracy which is he was in what about bob uh okay. as the son of richard dreyfuss um, Sigmund. Uh, in, I have not. Uh, excellent. excellent. Seen that one. What about Bob? I'm not sure if it holds up for first time viewing in your 30s, but it was a seminal viewing experience when I was growing up. So, okay. Um, so Charlie Corsmo has eight total credits. Oh. He did six of his movies between 1990 and 1991. Wow. Then the other two are this and then a movie in 2018 called Chained for Life. Uh, where he played a character named Hair Director. I actually found a quote about it. It says, After completing Hook in 1991 at the age of 13, Charlie made an active decision to stop acting as he craved a normal life away from fame and Hollywood pressures. He returned to acting seven years later for one final film, Can't Hardly Wait. He said, Can't Hardly Wait was what I call my what-if movie in that I did it to make sure I wasn't leaving behind what I was supposed to be doing. I did it, It was fun, and I'm glad to be a part of it, but I knew afterwards I didn't want to continue acting as a career in my adult years. Okay. It says some of the roles that he got offered and then didn't do. uh, Elijah Wood very much benefited from Charlie Corzmo retiring from Hollywood. Okay. More than once the role went to Elijah Wood. For example, Fox Studios offered offered him a million dollars to play the role of Mark Evans in The Good Son, That eventually went to Elijah Wood.
0: Okay. I have not seen that movie.
1: It was a movie that haunted me from the trailer. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. This is not scary. Okay. It's suspenseful, but if you watch it as an adult, you're sort of like, uh, what a little shit and not like, holy crap. Right. Okay. Okay but yeah and then uh, he also turned down the role of John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day okay uh, due to having prior obligations for filming What About Bob um, okay. and then the part went to newcomer Edward Furlong who was very very good in that movie so uh, that, that seems like a good a good thing too okay and then that is all that I have for Charlie Korsmo because then the next thing I have is about the yearbook quote that they have okay um, from his yearbook uh, situation
0: yes Yearbook situation is a great way to phrase it. So William Lichter was valedictorian. He was a national merit scholar. He was the captain of the state physics bowl team, captain of the state math Olympics team. And then it just scrolls really, really fast. I did not write. I debated pausing it like every millisecond to write stuff down. I did not do that.
1: The IMDb page has it. Would you be interested?
0: It's probably not super... I don't think we need to read the entire thing because um, we have said valedictorian, physics team, math Olympics, and it ends with dead romance languages club. So I think that kind of tells you he's one of those guys who just puts he does everything so that it it can go on his college applications. He's a
1: smart yeah. kid.
0: He's a nerd.
1: Yeah, he yeah, he, he yeah, he was in it's all you can go on the IMDb. It's about halfway down the page. Um, One thing that I wanted to point out is that he was in the Magic the Gathering Club. Oh. And he was the founder of that. Also, the Dungeons and Dragons Club. Also, he was the founder of that.
0: That tracks completely. This entire scene has, it feels very um, Mike and his friends playing D&D in the basement in Stranger Things. Yes. It has that same vibe to it. Except
1: if they were going for not likable... For the for the four main characters of Stranger Things. Like, yes. like relatable but perhaps not likable. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like I mean it's it's like it's kind of a, a dark like you can tell that they're down in the basement and like it's a finished basement, I think. Yeah. But it's like it's dark down there and it has a very like teenage boys go down here to play their nerd games and yeah. Mom occasionally tosses bags of Doritos down
1: kind of flavor to it. Exactly. I think two things occur to me. Well, two things um, that I want to say. Uh, the list repeats a couple of times. Oh, it does. Uh, so that's not. Yeah. Okay. Because it because the Dead, Dead Romance Languages Club is in the middle of the list. Oh, so okay. So when they... it stops. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, he's also in the Stonecutter's uh, which is a Simpsons joke. Okay. The Stonecutters were a secret society in, the, in an early episode of The Simpsons. And then also he's in the Bill Gates Society, which is very interesting given um, the end of this movie. No. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to say was, this is sort of like if Mike and Dustin and Lucas, um, well, if there was no Lucas, and Mike and Dustin and Will, um, the white characters from, from Stranger Things, uh, didn't meet women. And uh, just stayed in the basement and never left the basement to have any adventures at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I can see them, like, 10 years prior, being very similar to those boys. Yeah. And then just staying that way. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So.
0: So, William is headed to Harvard. Not surprising. Um, Mm -hmm. William's yearbook quote is, All great spirits have always encountered violent oppositions from mediocre minds. Albert Einstein.
1: So the quote, which comes from Einstein's letter to Morris Raphael Cohen, who was the professor emeritus of philosophy at the College of the City of New York, uh, which was written to defend the appointment of Bertrand Russell to a teaching position on March 19th, 1940. Uh, Bertrand Russell is a famous sort of uh, atheist philosopher. Okay, like he was sort of like of the forties was sort of like a let's be serious about God. Do we really think that that's a thing? Okay, I, I know I know him mostly from uh, he's referenced in a Dessa song. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, the full the full uh, quote is: Great spirits have always encountered opposition from mediocre minds. The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refuses to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. So. Okay. Um, I've seen that used with Trump's picture. Um, when I was looking this up, I've seen like that quote over Trump's picture. Okay. Um, which makes me just cements the idea that you can use any quote to make, you know, out of context and, to make any point or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Einstein certainly wasn't saying, uh, just exp- express your opinions courageously and honestly, no matter what they are. Yeah. Einstein was not saying that. Right. Uh, he was speaking specifically about philosophy and not science.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's be very clear about how that should be used. Yes. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, That took some finding, but I I was happy to find exactly where he said that. Yeah, no,
0: I'm glad you found that. Um, so we've got William just going through, this minute ends with the beginning of a list of transgressions that Mike Dexter has committed against William personally.
1: Right. I think he said. At, did he say in this in this minute or in the next minute that it's that for the past decade he's made his life a living hell?
0: I believe that was in this minute. Hold on one second. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Mike Dexter is an asshole. For the past decade, he has made a hobby of my pain. Witness Exhibit right. A: my eighth-grade science project, and that is where this minute ends.
1: Right. So, uh, we are going to see some. Um, some strategizing Mm -hmm. um some some very like armchair general sort of planning yep yep (laughs) like (laughs) and meet some more characters but not yet
0: yes Uh, we also
1: don't get to know what the eighth grade science project was so not today a lot to not today uh and we don't get to learn it today uh we have to wait till next minute to find out what that was
0: but until then we have some social media to tide you over. Yes. James, would you like to do the honors?
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, you can find our show on Twitter at je underscore minute movies. And we are individually on Twitter at, uh, I am at unabashed James.
0: And I'm at unabashedly Aaron. Did it just start raining where you are? Yeah. It's coming down real yeah. loud.
1: Cool. Yeah. It's it's the kind of rain where I'm like, the windows are sealed, right? Yeah. Like I haven't opened these windows in a long time, but like it feels like it, the rain's like Mind if I just come on in? Yep. So you can uh, also find us streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the scavengers network. We are now Twitch affiliates.
0: I saw that on Twitter. I don't know what that means.
1: I think that has to do with uh, monetization of our streams. Okay. I think it's a very good thing. I don't think you can make money on Twitch until you become a Twitch affiliate, but... If you go to our uh, Twitch channel or follow Scavenger Network on Twitter at Scavengers Net, there should be some information or at least a link to some more information. Or maybe you already know what a uh, Twitch affiliate means and you can fill us in at our tw- on our Twitter. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's a very good thing. I think it has to do with regular streaming times. Oh, okay. Like you are you are you've been streaming regularly for this long with this number of viewers and all that stuff. Okay. I think cool that's just based on sort of like other people i've seen on twitch and then if you do like if you have a music playing in the background that isn't you know copyright free then like yeah. you could lose your twitch affiliate and all right that but we are now that which is good it's sort of like leveling up on our twitch so come on over to the twitch channel if you like to watch uh people stream stuff yeah there's
0: pretty much something going on every day so mm-hmm. there is something for everyone
1: indeed so we're gonna get some more uh nerdery and uh and get into some high level planning so i guess let's uh let's wrap things up here and move on to minute nine
0: do you know what james
1: yes i can't hardly wait
0: the scavengers network
1: creator driven
0: community focused treasured content